Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host and always, Jacoby Gillum. Today's guest is Maggie Speaks, professional volleyball player. And if you heard a previous episode with Kathleen Gates, they're part of the same agency, Athlete Abroad Management. And Maggie's journey is fun. Now, I was listening to her kind of just talk about her journey and she kind of just went for it. You know, she didn't have this special roadmap or, you know, this thing, I, I got to achieve one, two, three, but just like this opportunity aligns with my goal, this opportunity aligns with my vision for my dreams. So I'm going to go for it. And I think something we can all just get inspired by, you know, to not worry about too much about how we get there, but just knowing that we're getting closer to what the destination is. So great story here, great journey, and let's get to it. So, so the question, Maggie, the question that I think comes on is when you're younger as an athlete, what was like your big dream or goal you wanted to achieve? Um, so when I was younger, like really young, I remember we had to draw in like kindergarten. They made us draw like four squares of like what we wanted to do when we were older. And I remember I had two squares and one of them was to compete in the Olympics. And I remember drawing the little Olympic rings and then I wanted to be a pediatrician (laughs) so like two like really high uh like high goals for me and I was like in kindergarten and then just growing up I grew up around sports my entire family mom and dad said it's all football so um football coaches football players so I just knew that I wanted to play a sport in college I wasn't really sure what sport I wanted to go d1 like yourself um And so that was just kind of like my goal as a young kid was like, I want to go to college. Didn't really know anything about it, but I was like, I want to go to a big college and play a sport. Yeah. So you see that. So you kindergarten, you're on Olympic rings in kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Did I, I I don't even know what I was like thinking. Like probably I was like, I'll play every sport in the Olympics, but that was my goal was to play in the Olympics. Love it. So kind of growing around like, a, you know, an athletic family, how did you approach that process of saying, you know, if I'm going to make this D1 dream happen, how is it going to work? Yeah, so we all, so I have two siblings and when we were younger, my parents just put us into, you know, every sport. So I did soccer, basketball, softball. We tried tennis for a little bit. I danced. So we just kind of like did everything and I didn't actually really get into volleyball until like sixth grade like all my friends did because in South Carolina volleyball really it's really just in the past like couple years started to grow but when I was growing up it was very new to the state of South Carolina and especially I'm from a very small town so especially Camden but I was always always like soccer and basketball were my my favorite sports and then yeah I think like in sixth grade I did developmental volleyball hated it just because I was horrible at it like completely hated it Um, but all my friends did it so I stuck with it and then I don't remember when but it just kind of clicked and I was like volleyball is my sport volleyball is what I want to play in college and I kind of just like quit everything else and just like had my zoom focus on volleyball and I was just like this is what's going to get me to where I want to be and so then that's when I started doing like traveling for club and stuff like that 
So with that, then, so you, so you say you kind of started off playing more soccer and basketball. So you're getting buckets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So, glasses and bangs. Oh, there we go. Dude, and nothing but net. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> so what about volleyball that, that kind of made you, like, like, what did it feel like that made you think, like, all right, this is going to be my new path? Like, what about it? I think that, because like I said, I started off just really hating it. I remember I would just cry in every practice because I was so bad. And I was, and I still am like very much a perfectionist. And like, even at a young age, I was. So it's like, I was that kid in practice that every time I made a mistake, I would cry. And so it was very new. And, you know, we're learning all these skills. And so it was like rough to start. And then I think like, sixth grade seventh grade it just kind of clicked and I started getting the hang of it and it's just like a really fun game to play I think there's so many different aspects of it and it's also just such a team sport where like you can't really place blame or see error in just one person so it's like you really all have to work together and I think that's what I really liked about it is just that like team aspect of you know, we're all just trying to keep this ball off the floor. And um, yeah, so I think that's kind of what drew it to me it or did, drew me to it. Yeah. It's interesting because um, when I was interviewing Kath- Kathleen, she mentioned, you know, volleyball, the, the game of errors. And I was, mm. I was like, that's an interesting perspective, you know, like you said right there, you know, the game is, you know, we want to limit the most, we want to kind of limit our errors. Right. Right. But like, you can't really, like when you watch, overall volleyball game or when you look at statistics you can't like pinpoint one person that made these errors whereas like in baseball for example like all the pressure at first is on the pitcher and if the pitcher is messing up then you know those coaches are walking out to the mound and all eyes are on the pitcher and it's like you're out but in volleyball it's kind of like you know if one person maybe I shank a ball then it's my teammate's job to fix that instead of just like I shank the ball and the play is over and all eyes are on me, you know, like it's kind of a chain reaction. And I'm realizing too, because I'm kind of new to volleyball a little bit and I'm kind of learning and watching the sport more. And I love how after, after every play you come together. Right? Yes. So it's almost kind of mm-hmm. like saying like, Hey, no matter what, no matter your error did happen, we're going to come back together. That kind of, kind of, the kind of like the motto with, with the tuttles. Yeah, like I think it's just to kind of regroup and especially if, you know, there's a long, like a long run of, you know, your points or whatever, then it's just a quick way to come together and be like, okay, we're going to change this or, you know, that happens sometimes like shake it off or even just looking at your teammate and saying like, hey, like get your shit together, like kind of thing. So there's it's such a big pro of the sport of just like being able to come in between every single point and like have a small conversation that's cool that's cool any jokes in there any any good jokes (laughs) um yeah sometimes I think it just depends on the mood and like how good or bad you're doing but um hey yeah hey hey, we're up 21 let's just you know have a good time right now yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm or if you're getting killed, it's just kind of like, like a little bit sarcastic. I remember in college one time we were playing UNC Chapel Hill 
and they were just killing us. And I remember like every huddle I would come in and be like, it's okay, next point. 10 huddles later, like, all right, guys, we got this next point. And then after a while, we just start laughing and then we just kind of stare at each other and we'd be like, all right, we're going to get this next point. Just kind of like, what do we do now? We're one away, we're one away. Keep guiding. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) just one. We can get one. So to kind of lead into that college journey, how did you, how did you land? um, And you went to, I want to say South Carolina, am I correct? I went to North Carolina State. North Carolina State. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, actually really crazy I my whole life like from when I started to like aim for I just knew I wanted to go to a big school I wanted to go to University of South Carolina like that was my like all goal I didn't have my sights on any other schools and I also um really just had no idea what I was doing as far as like volleyball recruiting and stuff went like my dad coaches football and so my mom had to kind of take me to all my volleyball stuff and like love her to death but and she did so much for me and still does so much for me but like she had no idea so like we both were just kind of like we know that I need to play club somewhere outside of Camden if I want to go to college but we just didn't know the recruiting process so I had no idea that I needed to be like emailing schools and that I needed to be going on visits and doing all this stuff which looking back on it now, I'm like, wow, <laughs> wonder what my options would have been. Cause you know, you, you get all like the letters that come in the mail for camps and stuff like that. And I just didn't know, like, I just had a box of all these letters that I just was like, cool. And so I just, you know, would go to South Carolina's volleyball camp every summer and was recruited by them. And up until like, it was like right before my sophomore beginning of my sophomore year which is like when I guess fall of my sophomore year and spring is kind of when everyone starts signing me they were recruiting me and one of my teammates on my club team and we would go to every game we talk to them afterwards and I just remember after one game they just didn't speak to me like and I'm like 15 years old and so it's already nerve wracking having to like go down on the court and like approach these adults that play for this team at this big university that you want to play for. And it was literally just like, I was a ghost. And I remember just like going into the bathroom and just sobbing. And I was like, so upset, just really didn't understand what was going on and like emailed them, never really heard back. And then I just happened to have a friend of a friend who was the manager. And so I like texted her and I was like, do you know what's going on? Like, are they like, am I still going there? Cause at the time I was like their number one setting recruit. She was like, yeah, they actually decided to go with another girl from Georgia. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm screwed. What am I going to do? Like, I haven't talked to any other schools. Like, what am I going to do? So my mom and I just started like scrambling and we like pulled out that box just start sending emails to like all the big, the big schools. Cause I was like, this is still my goal. So we're emailing like UVA, Georgia and stuff like that. And they're all just like, sorry, it's like a little late. We've already have our setter for your class. And my mom pulls out, she's like, what about NC state? And I was like, NC state, like, I don't even never even heard of them before. And she's like, what do you mean? You know, they're in the same conference as Clemson and UNC. And I was had no idea. So I was like, sure, fine, let's do it. Send them an email like very quickly after that. 
they brought me out on a official visit and a week later <clears throat> the coach calls me and he's like hey we want to offer you a spot with you know four years scholarship and I was like okay great I'm in he was like you don't want to talk to your parents or anything nope I'm good this is like love it this is where I'm going and I remember walking downstairs my parents were watching tv and I was like so going to NC State and they were like what okay congrats and so that was kind of it it was I got really lucky I think that I ended up getting to still go to a you know power five conference with how little recruiting I did and how kind of last minute all of it was so that's a wild journey right there yeah it really was and then yeah and then I ended up graduating from high school early and going to college in the spring season as a fresh 18 year old so yeah it was all kind of like very fast and very crazy so kind of going back to when you said they, they were at your game and they kind of didn't talk to you kind of ghosted you you went to the bathroom kind of you, you sobbed. so so like how did you get kind of readjust your framework to say all right you know like I'm gonna bounce back from this or you know like feel like a kid right now that had the same issue and they're like how do I bounce back from you know yeah I think I just was like okay I still have this goal right like no matter what happened with that and it was devastating you know for a 15 year old who all I ever wanted was to go to University of South Carolina I still was just like okay this is my goal is still to go D1 like my big picture like even though that one small aspect of it is no longer in the picture but the big picture is like I still want to go D1 I know that I can because I have heard from big D1 schools and so it's just kind of like you kind of just have to quickly reframe your vision of okay maybe it's not going to be exactly where I want to go but big picture is I still end up at a D1 school and so like I think that that was just kind of like my mindset of you know I'm still working towards this and it's not over yet right like it's not too late I love that so it's almost like the, it's almost like the destination stays the same, but like the roadmap to get there and just right drafts a little bit. Right. And it's maybe it's not exactly what I had expected or what I wanted, but in the end, it, you know, it ended up being for the better. So we beat USC every year for four years. So <laughs> mic drop. Yeah. Go back. <laughs> so do you, do, 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 you, do you think going through that kind of made you value the opportunity more? play D1? Yeah, I think for sure. Like, I think that I felt very lucky that there was still a school that I could, you know, go to that was in the realm of what I wanted, you know, because when we did start sending those emails to all the D1 schools that I'd heard from, it was like, thanks for reaching out, but you're too late. It was, you know, you're too late. We've filled the spot like email after email. And so I think that there was the fact that there was still like one more left that it was still a possibility was, you know, I feel like lucky that that ended up being still available for me. One opportunity away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you left high school early, you graduated early, you now you're, you're a freshman on NC State campus. How, yeah. <laughs> what, what was that eye-opening experience like? So I am from 
very, very small towns in South Carolina. So like downtown, like I could drive from outside of Camden to the other end outside of Camden in 10 minutes, like very small. So NC State is in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is not small. And so going in like into a, first of all, into a spring season, which is off season for volleyball, and then having to navigate being in this big city at this big university with all these people, never really having gone outside of volleyball, except, I mean, outside of South Carolina, except for volleyball, um, was really difficult. I was not prepared at all, like physically for the physical pressure of it. And also just like having like socially, um, there's like all, you know, all these other like aspects. So it was definitely just like a rude, like a rude awakening. I remember, so we had like 6am workouts every day. And that was like my first week is like 6am workouts, never in my life. And I also don't think I'd really like lifted a weight until that week either. And I remember after like our day four, my arms were so sore and like, I couldn't, I couldn't straighten them. And luckily I had, there was one other girl that graduated high school early with me and we would like sit in our dorm and I would just get her to like pull on my arms. And like, I would just walk around with like ice bags because I couldn't. And then we would get into setting and my coach is like, extend, extend. And I'm just like, I can't, like I physically can't. And so that was, um, that took some adjusting and yeah, it was, it was a struggle. Um, but honestly, like I was just really excited to be there. And, um, like I, to me, I was just like all volleyball, all volleyball should have been a little bit more like balanced with school and volleyball, but I was just very much like, I am so excited to be here. I've never had training like that in my life. Never, you know, had weight training like that in my life. So it was, it was a lot, but it was exciting. So earlier you said, you know, the, the, the point I think it was like, like, I think you said like sixth grade, whatever, when it kind of all clicked. So in college, mm-hmm. at what point did it kind of all just click and come together when it came to training, nutrition, the game? When will that happen? Oh God, probably like my senior year. <laughs> um, no, I think like, I think it really helped that I graduated from high school early because I think that out of all the girls in my class, I was the most, it was the most foreign concept to me, all, like all of it, the school, the volleyball, the weight training, the um, requirements, like it was all just completely bizarre to me. And so I think it really helped that I did graduate early. So I kind of had that extra semester to like adjust and get a feel for everything. I definitely didn't fully like mature into that like student athlete role until like probably my senior year. Um, Just because it was like, I was just having the time of my life, you know, like just go to volleyball, work my ass off, then have a great weekend, you know, out in Raleigh. And so had, you know, made lots of amazing friends. And so, yeah, I think that like my senior year was when it really clicked for me of like, okay, 
I need to make the most of all of it. Like not just volleyball and social, but like school and just like really poured myself into this full student athlete, like really embodied that, what that meant probably a little late, but. But I think that's kind of cool though. <laughs> we kind of say that you kind of have the social aspects, right? Cause I think yeah. sometimes we can get so caught up in our goal that we kind of just have that tunnel vision and kind of miss out on mm-hmm. some opportunities that we wish maybe like, oh, I wish I would have gone to that one event. Right. 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 Yeah. Some of them I probably shouldn't have, but, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I feel like I really like, as far as like fully diving into college, I feel like I really did that. And like, I had a blast. And I think, I think also like my first three years, the volleyball part was a struggle mentally. And so I think it was mm, the social aspect kind of helped balance that out where I kind of had an outlet as far as like, I needed something outside of volleyball to kind of like help my mental state. Definitely. Definitely. I can make that too. Cause like for me, like I had, I had internship that kind of went to like, that kind of helped me kind of be mm-hmm. when I was like struggling and running. So for yeah. you, how did, so, you know, the mental health side, is kind of, that's the kind of real big right now with, you know, students. Right. So yeah. for you, was there someone you could, someone you can talk to at, at the end, like when, when things are working out or, no yeah so we had um we had nc state has a sports psychologist in the athletic program but it it still very much was like like i remember because i definitely had like a lot of ups and downs in college like mentally and i remember i went and spoke to her like twice but it was still just kind of there was that stigma of like i remember thinking like okay she's talking to other student athletes, like, I don't want them to know that I am going and talking to her, like, because I think, like, as athletes, we, first of all, all of our lives when we're younger are taught to, like, just tough it out, tough it out, and then when you get to college, it's like, oh, you're so lucky that you get to be a collegiate athlete, and so it's still kind of, like, driven into our brain of like okay I'm tough like I'm a college athlete and I'm I should be grateful that I'm here and I should be grateful that I'm getting all this gear and that I get to do all these amazing things so there's and I mean there definitely still is of just like this stigma of like asking for help with your mental health um which I think like now it's a little bit more talked about and there's you know, it's more of like, uh, people are being more open with their mental health struggles, which I think is awesome. But yeah, then I, it was definitely, there was still just like a stigma around it, which now, now looking back, I think like talking with my former teammates, like I had a conversation with one of my teammates the other day and we were talking about how we struggled mentally in college and she was saying I did too. And, oh my gosh, we should have talked with each other and then we could have helped each other. So looking back, like, I think it would have been helpful to like lean on my teammates, but at the same time, I didn't want them to know I was struggling, you know? Definitely. And I'm so glad you're saying that because like, that's one reason why I started nine point because mm-hmm. I was that athlete that struggled, like me and cut my freshman year. I have so much like kind of wow. like, like PTSD my next season because like when the gun fired in the race, I couldn't. Yeah. 
and and I didn't realize at the time that I was going through kind of anxiety and kind of like that stuff like that. And like I think like now, you know, like you're just saying, if I could have known what I was going, maybe I, I could have talked to a therapist on campus. I could have talked to somebody, and then I wouldn't yeah. quit my junior and senior year. Yeah, could deal with it. So I think it's so powerful what you're saying, and and you know, in that in that aspect. Yeah, and I, it's definitely like when you look back, you're like, dang, like, and now that you're older, you're like, dang, that's what I was struggling with. Like it had nothing to do with like my physical capability. It's like all in your head and like what your mind is doing to your body. Um, so like, which I've, I can relate. So I think it's really important to, for especially college athletes now to just like be open about how they're feeling and then I think people will be surprised at how many people are like willing to like lend a hand or that are feeling the same way that they're feeling. So. So right now, so say, so say there's a kid right now, or, or I would say a kid, a young, young adult, you know, that's battling something. What, what would you tell them at, at like the first step or just, or just some advice on how to approach the conversation maybe? Um, yeah, I think just reach out to whoever you feel the most comfortable sharing your information with because I think like for me in college and like even still now people will say like well you should talk to a therapist like you should talk to a therapist and for me I'm someone that it takes a lot for me to really dive deep and share my deep feelings with someone and so for me, like, I think therapy is very helpful for people, but it's just not really like how I choose to like talk about my mental health struggles. I think just like grab that person that you feel most comfortable with and friend, parent, teammate, coach, like, and just tell them like, Hey, I'm struggling. And it doesn't, you don't need to give detail, like just say like, hey, I'm having a hard time. And, you know, it's people that care about you and they'll be there for you in whatever way you need. And then, and then maybe it will open up a bigger conversation. Um, but I think just that first step of just going to someone and saying like, hey, I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. And then I think that immediately it's just like a weight off of your shoulders, like, even if you're not saying specifically in what way, but just admitting and, and giving someone else like your feelings will just help right away. Yeah, I love that. And it kind of, it kind of like, like you said earlier, you know, it's that fair judgment, you know, as athletes, we're, mm -hmm. we're, you know, we're, we're invincible. Right. right. Grateful you're, you're, you get to do it. You get to, you get to play a sport. And I think we I think that sometimes we, we lose the human aspects that they're the person underneath the jersey. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why like having those people in your life that really know you like and especially teammates because they're going through what you're going through with you. And so, you know, you can go to them and there's kind of that like relativity of, you know, we're we're the same. And so like they can relate and you know, maybe they're, they're also struggling mentally as well. And so just using those people around you, I think is so important. And like, for me, like I will talk to my mom about it because, you know, she's kind of outside the volleyball world. And so she can kind of see what I'm going through in a different pr perspective. And then, 
you know, like every year I've been so blessed to like have teammates that are really supportive and that I've like created bonds with where we just share with each other. And I think that's been really helpful. And it's definitely like a been kind of like this evolvement from like where I was in college, where I just would literally not tell anyone anything to now in pro volleyball, where I feel more comfortable sharing with people because I just know how beneficial it is now. It's those huddles, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right in those huddles, yeah. Make little eye contact. Mid-game, like, hey, <laughs> you feel this right now? Yeah, yeah. You and me, read each other's minds, yeah. That's awesome. No, Maggie, like this, I'm so glad you're saying this. I mean, it's like, the part of conversation that, like, you know, like, that needs to be heard, you know, and I mm-hmm. think, you know, you're giving your perspective is really powerful in, in this aspect. So, kind of back to back to the college journey at what point did you say you know what I want to go overseas I want to go pro so um like I said I really struggled with my freshman sophomore junior year um we just had it was just like not a great environment to be in and so after my junior year it was like after our last game I was like I was in the car with my parents and I was just a wreck and my dad is very much like he played football in college like all his brothers played football in college and so he's very much the tough it out kind of guy and so for him to say like this isn't worth it like for you to feel this way like this is not you know this isn't worth it and they were both just like maybe you should think about just for your senior year just letting go of volleyball um because for you to feel this way, like this really, this isn't worth it. This isn't how you should be feeling um, going into your senior year. And so I was very much like, I'm done. Okay. Like my parents are supporting me. Like I'm making this decision. And then we ended up having a coaching change and we had this amazing group of coaches that came in my senior year and just, and so I just was like, okay, I'm going to give it one more try. New beginnings, like just one more shot. It's my senior year. I'm all in. I'm ready for change. I want change. I'm open-minded. Like, let's do it. And my senior year ended up just being amazing. Like I completely just learned so much more than I'd learned in three full years of college, just like as a player, as it's like being a teammate, being a person. And they really just came in and like, kick-started a totally different NC State volleyball program and so like basically just made me love playing volleyball again love being part of a team and love being part of that program in particular um and so we had meetings at the end and you know they're like asking me what my plans are after college and they said have you thought about playing professionally and I literally was like didn't know like professional volleyball like what a that's a thing. And they're like, yeah, you can go to Europe and play professional volleyball. First I'd ever heard of it. So I was like, that sounds awesome. And so then after that meeting, I was like, okay, yeah, my next move is professional volleyball. Like that, that was my like next goal because I definitely was like, guess I'm just going to like find a, cause I majored in communications. Guess I'm just going to find a calm job somewhere. Like had no idea that, um, I could continue 
playing. And I also think it was perfect because I just started to like love playing again. And then I graduated in December and I was actually, my parents took me to Harry Potter world for my like senior graduation. And so we were on the way to Harry Potter world and I get a call from Linda, who was my head coach at NC state at the time. And she's like this company, bring it promotions. They do tours every winter and uh, you go and they take you to different countries and you play volleyball and you try to get picked up by a pro team. Never been out of the country before. Didn't have a passport. She was like, they leave in two weeks. And so I was like, I'm in. So used all my graduation money, drove to Atlanta, like got my passport expedited, packed up and just like went and flew to Sylvania all by myself, did the tour, uh, which for me was just more of like a, I've never been outside the United States before. And so we went and it was amazing. It was so fun. Didn't get picked up by a team, came back and then uh, in May, I want to say I signed a contract, um, in first league Greece and then just kind of went from there. So, so, this, so you think I just said, like, you know what? YOLO. Yeah. <laughs> Going for it. Cool. Going for it. So, and I literally, it was kind of the same as like, Hey guys, I'm going to NC state. It's in the back of the car. And I was like, Hey guys, I'm going to go to Europe in a couple of weeks. <laughs> My parents are like, what? You don't even have a passport. I'm like, we'll figure it out. It's good. So like if we like just pause your journey at this point, right? And we, you know, look back at guess the, the kindergartner who wrote the Olympic rings and one of the appeals from from Camden, South Carolina. What what would you tell her about the journey ahead? Um, I think I would just tell her to just like hang on and enjoy like just enjoy I think that when I look back now and think of everywhere that I've been and everything I've gotten to do where I am now I'm like I I wish that I would have like let go a little bit more especially in those college years and just really tried to like enjoy where I was at a little bit more because I think I kind of like lost myself along the way right like I came in like just so excited being this small town girl and just happy to be there and I think like there was like a span of you know like a few years where I kind of like lost that feeling and and then it came back and now I just look back and I'm like wow like this is incredible I'd never in my whole life because like whenever I drew those rings it was like I didn't know what that meant you know I just know that the Olympics are the greatest sports event that you can compete in, you know? And so, yeah, like, just like, hang on, enjoy, enjoy every moment. Um, Cause it's going to work out. Like it will work out one way or the other, the way that it's supposed to work out. Love it. And in a way you're, you're kind of living that dream out a little bit, the Olympic dream. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you're playing, you're playing against some Olympians overseas. Yeah. So that's really cool. And I, So I played in the World University Games in 2017, which is essentially like the Olympics. So I still think like I hold on to that of like, that was my Olympics. And it it really was. And to this day, that was the most incredible experience I probably will ever experience. 
and so I still hold on to that like I I got that I got my Olympics um and yeah like I think now you know every every stage my my big goal had has kind of changed and I think my big goal that I made for myself um coming into pro was after my first year and then I had an injury and then I came back but um was like I want to play in the German Bundesliga like that was my like goal my biggest like big goal and knew it was going to take a few years to get there and I think you know I made that I did that this year and I did I got to play against like USA Olympian gold medalist other countries Olympians like there's girls every team in the Bundesliga there's girls that play for their national teams on my team there's girls that play for their national team so it's just like really it's something that seemed so far off for me and I kind of like put these girls on like a pedestal and then this was the first year that I'm like okay like I'm not far off like I'm competing with these girls I'm taking sets off of these teams and like I'm a part of that and whereas before it was kind of like like coming into my team this year it's like Swedish national team we had a girl on the Canadian national team who played in BNL and so I was just very intimidated but then when we got into practice I was like I can do this like you know like you just put these people on a pedestal and, and they are like they're amazing athletes but then you also are an amazing athlete so it's just kind of cool to be able to like be proud of myself for like this accomplishment definitely and, and I bet there, there's some rookie coming in too that, that's like wow Maggie <laughs> you're on a pedestal right you know so it's almost like a like a domino effect in a way uh, maybe <laughs> you gotta own it be like yeah yeah they got me on a pedestal yeah I yeah. <laughs> yeah pressure but yeah it's like being from a small town it's definitely like I I get that in my own way of you know people are really proud of me here and I do a lot of like coaching and stuff with like the high school and middle school girls and so you know they they think I'm amazing so <laughs> hey you're, you're top notch game changer thank you thank you so it so kind of come from that that small town environment right and being overseas for the, your first time ever what was like just like one like oh fuck moment that you had you know it's like oh like I just did something that another thing to do or not to do um so it doesn't necessarily relate to being from a small town but definitely like culturally like a mess up so it's just kind of like funny so my first year I was in Greece and my coach and basically all my teammates spoke no English whatsoever and so my coach would always, like, we would always start in rotation five. And so before the game would start, I'd always be like five, like row five, like this. And he would, he would always like look at me weird, but I was just like, eh, he's crazy, whatever. And then finally one game when I was doing it, I was like five, row five. He like comes up to me, grabs my hand and he's like five. And I was like, okay, like what's going on? And we had one girl on our team that spoke English and I was like, hey, like, Lena, why did Manos just do that to me? Like, why is he so mad? And she was like, because this is in Greek is the equivalent of like flipping someone off. And so like for half a season, I'd just been like coming to this man's face. And I was like, oh my God. And I went up afterwards and um, she, I was like, please tell him I'm so sorry. Like, that's not what I meant. 
And he was just kind of like, you should like, you should know that by now, like blah, blah, blah. So like for half the season, I'm just like flipping my coach off before every game and just had no idea. Um, so that was kind of like a, okay, I need to like learn a little bit more about the culture that I'm going into moment, but yeah. So Still a funny story. That's <laughs> good to know. Like in, in Greece, open hand five is, is yeah. Okay. Like a few. <laughs> so, at, least you, at least you still played though, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Still played. Um, never did it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just like, dang, really starting off every game with this man on the right note. Like, <laughs> put me in, coach. So, put yeah. me in. So kind of kind of add up to the end of this a little bit. So so you now so you you just finished, you know, your fifth season, am I correct? Fourth season. Fourth. Yeah. So I I played in Greece and then I had a whole year off and then France for two years. Yeah, German. Germany for one. Okay. So I'm going into my fifth season, yeah. Going to your fifth season. So what what's your mindset now going to year five? Um, honestly, totally different than it's ever been before. Um, so, you know, this past year was a huge, huge growing year for me as a player. Didn't think that I had, you know, so much more room left to grow, but uh, I do. And I did. And just kind of like proving myself in the league was like a big theme of this past season for me. And I think now I've really, so I'm going back to the same team. So I think I've really like established my position as a player and like a leader. And so I think just to be more of like a role model for my younger teammates, because this will be the first season ever for me that I'm one of the oldest people on the team. Um, And so I think just like trying to like be a role model and set a standard for the younger girls that are coming in, um, which I've never seen, really seen myself as having that kind of role. And I think like we have really high ambition coming into this next season of like really wanting to like um, make a name for ourselves in this league. And I think that I actually see myself as like a big player in that, um, which is just, it's really cool to be able to say that. And um, so, yeah, I think just kind of going in head first and, you know, taking this time at home to rest and enjoy relaxing. And then, you know, as soon as I get to Germany, it's, you know, game on. So. Cool. Cool. So any big summer plans then? Um, I'm playing in adult nationals at the end of this month. So I'm excited about that. I played like three years ago and had a blast. And so I'm really excited to do that. Um, other than that, just my family goes to the beach for a week every summer. So I'm looking forward to that. And then just honestly, just trying to see as many friends as I possibly can before I go for nine months. So, Ooh, yeah. Nine, nine months. I like that nine to nine. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That works out. Yeah. <laughs> so on our forum, we have this question, right. About, you know, if you had a name for your journey, what would you call it? And <laughs> the pressure right now. Oh, I'm just so not creative. Um, I don't know. I think just like, uh, I liked what you said earlier about, like, it's not about, it's not about the end game. It's about the journey. 
it's about how you get there and or what did you say sorry I'm ruining this <laughs> no, I, I think I think I'm, I'm I think I think I said it's not the the destination stays the same but like the yes there may change yes. yes like I think like oh my god I'm really ruining this <laughs> no, no. let's see I from hearing your story right now I would say it's almost about taking the chance, you know, yeah. you know, not overthinking the opportunity that's, you know, that's like around you. Like you said, I'm going to NC state, I'm yeah. going overseas, you know, you, you didn't really yeah. think, but you're like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. That, I, I like that. Just like take like the chance, taking the chance is worth it. Like it's oh. definitely, you think that's it? <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, and that's what I tell other people too, that ask me if they should do something. I'm like, yes, do it. Go for it. Why not? Yeah. At least least whether it happens or not, you'll grow from it. Right. Exactly. Like you're going to learn some sort of lesson, whether it's really bad or good. Like, why not go for it? Like follow your gut. Your gut. We can do follow your gut too. That can be, no. (laughs) I like yours better. (laughs) Awesome. And then one more question for you right now. Social media wise, where are you at? People can kind of follow your journey more. Oh, um, just my Instagram is just Maggie.speaks. And then um, I actually am a part of Kathleen's agency, Athletes Abroad. Um, so if people want to find more professional volleyball players that they can follow, um, I think it's just at athletesabroad.se. And um, tons of amazing female athletes there that people can follow their journeys as well. That was good. <laughs> that, was, that was a good little plug right there. That was a good segue. Uh, yes. Good. That was, that was solid. Solid. Got to wrap. <laughs> Maggie, like, it's been great talking with you. Like, I really enjoyed our conversation and just how you've progressed the journey and such. So props to you. Thank you for having me. I think this is an awesome platform, especially now that I know more about it. Like, that's awesome. Keep it up. Definitely. And hopefully next year we'll we'll get some highlights from from you. Yeah. You know, like, yo, we talked to Maggie last year. Look what she's doing now. She she won the cup. She's the MVP. Yeah. Keep it. Yeah. Those are the goals. Let's keep that. Keep those in mind. Put out in the universe. Go manifest. Yeah. Manifesting those. Awesome. Well, enjoy South Carolina. Enjoy the summer and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. So good to meet you. Me too. Bye. Bye. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.